This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office. This is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Uh, good afternoon from Chicago. Welcome to Inside Twins. We are live here at Guaranteed Rate Field on a gorgeous Sunday here in the Windy City. Twins and the White Sox wrapping up. This four-game weekend series, the Twins are seeking their first series win since taking two of three from Houston way back when. Can try and do that today behind Kyle Gibson, James Shields opposing today for Chicago. I'm Corey Provis. Welcome to our Sunday program. Joining us from the booth here at Guaranteed Rate Field, the assistant GM of the Twins and team vice president. Always great to catch up with Rob Anthony. Rob, how are you? I'm doing well, Corey. Nice to see you, and thanks for your time here today. But it's hard going back to what I said a moment ago, that the Twins are seeking their first series win in quite some time today. Yeah, we uh, we started off pretty well, and then we hit Tampa, and I'm not sure what happened. But for a week, it got pretty ugly, and, and we've had a few we let get away. Uh, but we won two, and somebody said on the bus last night that we had a streak going. I'm not sure two qualifies as a streak. <laughs> but uh, win today and move on to St. Louis and, and see if we can't start a nice run. Yeah, that would be awfully nice. Twins have won back-to-back games now for the first time since April 11th and 12th. A popular word that's been tossed around uh, the last few days is the word early. The Twins have played 29 games. Is it early, or are you past that point now? I think we're gliding past that point. Once you get into May, I think a lot of teams look at what they do April and May. Then they spend June trying to figure out what they want to do. And then in July, they, they have a pretty good idea what they want to address when you get uh, get closer to the trade deadline and what direction they're headed. So if you pass that, that threshold, it's no longer early. How do you tell fans, don't panic, there's still a lot of baseball left, and look at the division which is still right there for the taking. Yeah, I think, and that's one of the keys is that when we, if if Cleveland was, you know, twelve games ahead of us, it would be maybe a little little disconcerting, and, and you would look at it and you say, man, we're gonna we're getting late fast. Um, but the the division's kind of bunched up right now, which is a, a good thing for us when we haven't been playing extremely well, knowing that we will turn this around. I think everybody in that clubhouse has a lot of confidence, and we have confidence in them. That was, that we're a much better team than we've shown thus far. So um, I think you have to really, I know it's the old saying, take it one day at a time, but we really need to do that. You just focus on that day. You can't change anything that's already happened, so let's just focus on today and and try and play well, and and then you start stringing them together. When you study how this season has played out so far, has there been one troubling stat or one troubling trend that has stood out to you and, and Derek and Thad amongst others? I think probably the most disappointing thing is is we're looking for our first back-to-back quality starts of the season since the first two games of the season today. And I think we expected maybe a little more consistency and a little uh, better pitching out of our starting staff. But, 
you know, that hopefully we get on a roll there. And, and, you know, like I was talking with a couple guys last night, we win as a team, we lose as a team. There's going to be times when uh, the pitchers are carrying us when we're not swinging bats very well. So uh, hopefully we get clicking on all cylinders. But I would probably say uh, maybe not the word disappointing, but surprising that we haven't had better strike pitch yet. You know, and speaking of starting pitching the guy last night, did you catch the emotion that Lance Lynn displayed after that first inning double play ball? He let a lot of frustration out <laughs> in just one moment of time there after that inning ending. Did you catch that last I did. night? I did, and I think uh, everybody in the dugout and every Twins fan had the same feeling because the way things have been going, that's that's when you give up a base hit and all of a sudden the 3-0 lead turns into a 3-3 tie and, and it can change the complexion of the game but he got that double play ball and I think he came back out and and really kind of settled in at that point and we, and we were able to tack on I think that's huge I don't think people understand how important that is because if you just hang around you get an early lead and you hang around and the other team starts chipping away they have the momentum as the game progresses and now your pitcher and your relief staff has have a lot more pressure to go on but um, Rosario and, and the rest of the boys really tacked on, did a good job, and, and added to uh, put the game away for us. One more thought on Lynn before we uh, take our first break on the show here today. Do you equate any of his command issues to the fact that he signed late, that he was in that group that didn't sign, didn't find a team until mid-March? I think you can look at that, and it's you tell me how this works that he walked six his previous outing and he didn't walk anybody last night you know I'm not sure that five days later all of a sudden he just found his command but I I know he works hard in between starts and he's been trying to figure it out and he's been very frustrated because he expects more from himself and when you come to a new team you want to impress but I'm sure signing late there there has to be some you know negative ramifications of that and until you get comfortable and when you're only with your teammates so long and you're really not in your routine in your entire career, you've started up beginning of spring training and you're uh, you're used to that. So I think there can be some, some things going back to that. All right, we'll take our first break on Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. And when we come back, we'll talk more pitching. Kyle Gibson throwing the ball well. Great numbers lifetime here in Chicago. Also, a lot of injuries to break down with Rob Anthony. Where is Byron Buxton at? Miguel Sano. Santana May, amongst others. More on that and more Inside Twins continues next, live from Chicago on your home for Twins Baseball. Your flagship home of Minnesota Twins Baseball, A3O-WCCO. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Day game baseball in Chicago. Danny's fired up. We've got the pregame at uh, 12.30 game time, one twin, uh, one ten. Kyle Gibson and James Shields, the pitching matchup here today. Rob Anthony, our guest on the show today, getting back to, to starting pitching. Kyle Gibson, the strikeout percentage really stands out, 26%. The strikeout percentage well above where he's been throughout his career. Is that a change from Kyle? Yeah, I think his approach has changed and his confidence. And I think when he gets two strikes, he's trying to put guys away. He's, he's elevated the fastball some. Um, his, he's always had a good slider, and he, I think he utilizes that at the right time. So I think pitch selection, timing, and approach are all have all gone into uh, his improvements this year. Sinker, slider, four-seam fastball. But the curveball has been a weapon, hasn't it been this year? And the velocity, the angle, everything's coming into play. It's been a strike. It's been a chase pitch. That's been a good put-away pitch for him so far. Yes, it has. 
And you think about that pitch, and that was not something that he was throwing too often, but he has started to incorporate that more in the count. Yeah, and he has more confidence in it. You know, and, and if you don't have confidence in it, it's hard to bury it, to finish it off. And in the back of your mind, you're just hoping that it doesn't get hit. But when you have confidence, you're throwing it, and you're believing you're going to miss bats with it. A lot of injuries uh, to break down with you on the show here today. Let's start with the, with the guy in center. We Byron Buxton is on the trip. We see him working out with his teammates on the field. Where is he at? When will he, if he will, go out and rehab? Has all that been decided yet? It has not been decided. We've we've uh, we've discussed it. But I talked with Buck this morning, and he said he still he feels good running straight ahead. But when he's in outfield and he has to cut and plant, um, he still has pain in the foot. So. Um, we're going to take it day by day, but I think he's getting closer, and, and I guess optimistically we would hope maybe out in Anaheim he may be able to be activated. And right now, if I had to guess, I would guess that we probably would just activate him rather than send him out. Really? So he wouldn't necessarily go back out, that he could just travel with the team and continue his on-field work during the St. Louis series and maybe come back for that Angel series? Yeah, he's been able to, to hit in the cages and, and on the field now with the team and doing all the other things, so... Um, it may take him a day or two to kind of get his timing back, but his value out in center field and defensively and everything else, I think we'll, we'll, we would uh, battle through a couple days of that just to uh, – I'm not sure how much he would accomplish going out for a few days and getting eight bats in the minor leagues where he can contribute in so many other ways. Did Howie hurt that toe? Change, change the the conversation about sending him back out, that some bad luck there, that why risk it? Let's, let's play him. Right, and – you know, that can happen in any game that you're playing at any level. So um, he, it was bad luck because, unfortunately, he went on with migraines and, and then he had the, the foul ball off his foot to to turn this into a much longer deal than we expected. So when he is back in center, when he's actually able to play, he'll, he'll obviously need to cut and need that toe for his skill set. But there's no discussion about him coming back a game or two DHing right away and then getting back to the outfield when he is back and ready to play he's going to be inserted right into center you'd have to ask mr Mahler that question okay. but if he feels comfortable enough to play and do everything which he would need to be able to do before we would activate him i would suspect that he would be fine to go out and play center field right, so good story there from rob anthony that buxton just might be activated uh, hopefully at some point during the upcoming four game series against the angels as for miguel sano he is not here how is that hamstring progressing? He could come off the DL, I believe, Tuesday. Will that happen? No, I don't think he'll be ready by Tuesday. Um, but he's progressing with hamstrings, as you know. Every guy's different, but he's a big man, and, and uh, he's doing the work. He's been in there every day working with Jeff Lottie, our, our uh, rehab trainer, and, and uh, I think I think it'll probably be at least another week before he we, we can start looking at getting him back in the lineup with the big league club or going out and play somewhere could that happen later on this week or is that still premature i think that would probably be premature he's not doing all the on-field activities just yet so um until he can run and run you know 100 percent and and do everything he needs to do we're not going to push that all right on the pitching front uh, good news i think down in florida you keep reading about both trevor may and urban santana rob the progress that they're making do I have this right that, that Trevor May is going to throw one more extended game tomorrow and then move his way up the system? And if not, where does that put him? And also, where's Urban Santana right now? Well, yeah, he is going to pitch tomorrow, and I think he's going to probably pitch three innings and then probably go over and join the Miracle Great. and start his official rehab then. 
and he is he is tracking towards being ready to to, to go hopefully on May 28th when he's eligible to come off the 60 day. Uh, Irvin Santana is doing well. He has not pitched in any games yet, but um, he is getting on the mound and he's throwing fastballs and changeups and he's going to incorporate sliders in here and, and I guess that'll be the real test. But um, he we put him on the 60 day. We transferred him to the 60 from the 10. Um, because of the schedule that we have laid out, he would not be ready on the 28th. When did that happen? Did it when we uh, selected Bobby Wilson? We needed a 40-man roster spot, so we put Irvin on the on the 60-day at that point. And um, by our schedule, he would not be ready to throw five innings by that point. So uh, on the 28th, so we thought we've come this far. We've been holding off with the hopes maybe if things really progressed and he was ahead of schedule, but. Um, I think right now the prudent thing to do is to just keep him on the schedule, and I know he's eager, and, and as soon as these guys start feeling good, they really want to push it and press it, but this kind of forces him into a situation he knows he can't be activated before then, so let's just stick with the plan and make sure he's healthy when he's ready to go. Is the Santana with, with uh, is the progression with Irvin Santana, so he's on the mound, he's throwing, then you ramp it up to live BP before you, you map it out to extended spring games? Yeah, and uh, I think... Conservatively, we were looking at maybe three live BPs. It might only be two. If he feels good after two and says, no, I'm ready to, to go into a game, and, and he'll go through some of the same things as Trevor May because we're, we're trying to prepare, prepare May to start. Uh, it's always easier if he's stretched out if, if need be, and he's pitching really well. We can bring him in, and he can pitch out of the bullpen. But um, rather than prepare him just for an inning or two, um, we would like to be able to transition him back to being a starting pitcher. Right, we'll take a break, come back. More of Inside Twins live from Chicago next on your home for Twins Baseball. This is Byron Buster. You're listening to Twins Baseball on News Radio 830 WCCO. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Rob Anthony. Game four, Twins and the White Sox coming up at 110. This program taking you up until 1230. Chris standing by with the Edina Realty pregame show in just a bit. Uh, Rob getting back on the injury front. Jason Castro put on the disabled list yesterday. You read that diagnosis and it sounds severe, but is it as severe as it reads or is this just going to be a 10-day run here for Castro now and that was one of the the fears we had he does have a slight tear in the meniscus in his right knee but that sounds oh man you know like a really bad injury but it really isn't and we didn't want panic to set in Um, Jason's going to go back home um, but we were debating if he was going to go on the DL or not but we did not want to play short in St. Louis, especially when you have a catcher and it's one guy and he gets, if something were to happen to Garver. So we made the move. We'll give Jason an opportunity to kind of give it a break, um, do what he needs to do. He's, he's going to have a cortisone shot, and they, after that you need a couple days to recover. So he's he could have been available on an emergency basis. So that tells you it's not, <clears throat> we don't think it's that severe. Did he suffer the tear this season, or for a catcher could that be an old injury? Yeah, it can be. I mean, most guys have something. If you go in and you do MRIs on every body part, you're going to find some things, um, especially with catchers and their knees and that type of thing. But he, I think that was bothering him. It, it felt like a bruise on the side of the knee before, and which can irritate it. Um, but I think in this situation, 
um, just the time off will be helpful for him as well. Fernando Romero won his Major League debut not long ago at home against Toronto. He'll be on the mound uh, tomorrow night, interleague play in St. Louis. You have probably seen Romero over the years. You named the level. You have seen this guy grow uh, step by step. What clicked and when for Romero since the Tommy John surgery? I think just be getting healthy. You know, um, when he was out that year for uh, after the Tommy John surgery, he worked extremely hard. He got his body in much better shape, and he really became dedicated to the game. Uh, before that, he had a lot of talent, but he showed some immaturity, maybe didn't work hard all the time, was kind of clowning around a little bit. When he was injured, he was a model of consistency every day. He came back, and after that, he was on a mission and, and really had some urgency to get to the big leagues. And, you know, some players, it takes them a while to do that. He did it pretty early in his career, and therefore you see a, a young starting pitcher out there with a lot of stuff. It's hard not to notice the AAA starting staff with uh, with Steven Gonsalves and also Zach Littell just got promoted and threw the ball well, great last night in his uh, AAA debut. Are those guys a phone call away if you need them? Yeah, yeah absolutely. When you get, I, I've always believed once you get to AA, you're a phone call away because if you're producing and, and doing really well there and you're the best option and it's the best situation, you can be called from AA as easily as AAA. But I think it is always a positive when you do have a taste of AAA. And, uh, you know, for pitchers, there's always that wondering when you take that next step to that next level. So it was great to see Zach get off to a good start. And Steven's been pitching very well there as well. So uh, we do have confidence if we needed somebody. Hopefully we don't. And hopefully we're having, you know, reinforcements coming in the in the form of Irvin Santana and Trevor May. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and wrap up Inside Twins next on your home for Twins Baseball. The radio home for Twins Baseball, 830-WCCO. Welcome back. Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Final two minutes of our Sunday show. Corey Provis back with Rob Anthony. Interleague play for the Twins uh, tomorrow. Two-game series in St. Louis. Interleague play. You like it? I do. I think early on it felt a little bit like a novelty. Now it just sort of feels like part of the schedule. Um, I guess being a bit of a traditionalist, I always liked American League, National League, and then you don't face each other except for the All-Star game until you get to the World Series. But uh, it is what it is, and I guess it's good for fans to be able to see some players, great players from the National League as well. Could you ever see the day where there's just one rule? There's either DH in both leagues or no pitchers hit in both leagues. I don't know. It's been, both sides are pretty stubborn on it, and uh, I, I would like to see it. I, I don't. I kind of like the National League rules where there's a little more strategy, the double switches, the creativity. But um, by the same token, I guess we're we're used to the DH as well, and it does uh, add excitement for the fans when you can put another prolific hitter into the lineup. Hopefully, you have a prolific yeah. DH, but. Another guy who can provide offense and excitement. Prolongs careers, too. For yeah. Guys. yeah, absolutely. And also, Fernando Romero, he gets a chance to swing a bat tomorrow. He hasn't swung a bat since he was seven in, in a game. So it's uh, it's been a while, so he gets to do that tomorrow. You really want to see him swing a bat? Yeah. <laughs> that Jim Cott record's got to end at some point, right? <laughs> 72 the last time the Twins pitcher at home run in a game. I thought Eric Milton was going to be our guy to get that done. He could hit. I think Barrios could do it, too, don't you? He's such a good athlete. He's a really good. A, he's a really good athlete, but he looks time. like he has an opposite field approach. I think he's. <laughs> I think he's just looking to put the ball in play. Oh well, maybe Wrigley Field, winds blowing out to the lake. 
later on this season, that uh, that that could happen. But you absolutely, uh, never know. It'll be fun. Rob, thanks for your time. Enjoy the uh, chat today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, we thank Rob Anthony for joining us here on the program. Insights wins. Always fun to catch up with Rob throughout the season. We have much more to come. A busy day of programming here on the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Stay tuned. Chris is standing by. The pregame show is moments away. Then we'll have Game Four. Twins and the White Sox. On a lovely day, blue skies, sunshine, warm temperatures, Gibson and James Shields. Twins are after a series win. That'll do it for now. Stay tuned. The pregame show is coming up next right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.